Hey everyone, hope you're uh, doing well today. Um, it is Tuesday, September 15th, and uh, this is Personal Politics with Brian. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and I decided I, there was some stuff floating out there on Facebook from some of my friends who are nervous about the election. And um, just w really concerned about everything, which is understandable. I wanted to address the big election question of who's going to win, uh, why I think that, etc. So, uh, of course, my personal view is is that Trump is a terrible president and that Joe Biden will be much better. Uh, I say that as a Bernie voter, not a, the biggest Joe Biden fan, but I feel that his family's commitment to service and his general decency as a human being will translate into more effective leadership even if it's not the best leadership that we could have right because i mean you can't go anywhere but up from trump fingers crossed so that's my personal hope now do i think joe's going to win the answer is yes um for several reasons that i'm going to outline uh, they're all logical reasons not based on hope so to kind of think about why that might be the case, why, you know, there's all these different, 2020 has been crazy, right? So everyone's like, you know, it, it, everything's so unexpected. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Horrible things could happen. You know, what if Trump steals the election? There's just all these different rumors out there. And I always come back to, wouldn't the most crazy thing to happen be the most normal, Right. And to me, that would imply Joe Biden winning. What if he really is up by seven nationally, ten nationally, and he just walks away with a victory, right? Let's say Arizona goes for him. Ohio looks like Trump country at this point. But let's say he wins Michigan, he wins Wisconsin, wins Florida, and just walks away with the presidency, right? So it's entirely possible. And to me, that would be the sh most shocking outcome, is that the polls are just 100% right. So, to think about why Biden should win, uh, I wanted to look at Hillary's loss in 2016. She, there of course, people have been debating why she lost the entire time. Um, to me, it's not a huge mystery. There's several different factors that come into play here. I think one of the big mistakes people make is that they always have one reason for why something happens. And the truth is, um, as someone who went to school for history, I learned very quickly every, every event has multiple causes and multiple effects. And you can't really say, you know, there's one cause for most things. Hillary's loss had several factors that came into play. The biggest is her candidacy. She, her campaign was weak. Um, they, the leadership of it, I mean, there was a lot of infighting. You can read books about this. Um, there was a lot of infighting going on in the campaign. People thinking about like, oh, because Trump is the nominee, we got this. I want to think about where I'm going to be in this uh, White House, right? What role I'm going to play when we win. There was just a lot of jockeying and back and forth, power struggle sort of things. And that weakened the campaign, made it hard for them to really see what was happening with the voters, I think. And I think 
it goes to the top, right? I mean, Hillary, I voted for. I don't think she's a bad human being or anything. I don't really buy into all that junk. But I think her spouse and her have been in Washington politics for a very long time as insider sort of like they were willing to play politics on the dirtiest levels really in a lot of ways and the problem with that is people get sick of it right and they're not going to keep voting for you so to me one of the biggest problems was that hillary had been in washington for a long time and was tainted by the corruption of not just her husband but of some of the things that happened in the obama administration these weren't corruption scandals. These were more like, I guess you could call them accidents, right? Like miscalculations that led to terrible things happening, such as Benghazi. And the uh, private email server. Again, all this stuff is not, to me, like she doesn't deserve to be raked over the coals. But you just have to think about it as, you know, from a common voter perspective who's not reading everything about what's going on in politics. They just turn on the news Here's Hillary Clinton. Oh, you mean Bill Clinton's spouse? She was a senator, secretary of state in the Obama White House. But, you know, she kind of... Who forgives their husband for what he did, right? We see that. We saw that from a lot of people um, before the election. I don't agree with that. But again, we're talking about how average voters are going to see this when they're not following the news every day right so i know bill clinton's kind of corrupt which he is i'm sorry he is nobody messaged me saying bill clinton's not corrupt i'm not doing that he's not i would never have voted for him um in 92 i probably would have been a bush senior voter just because clinton is just he doesn't seem like the best human being um whereas bush senior was notoriously kind um so there's that, right? Then you factor in the scandals from the Obama era that weren't really scandals, but they were failures per se, right? And how Clinton gets lumped in with a lot of that. Um, and you've got a kind of a, a, a kind of a corrupt appearing candidate. And then of course we remember the the verbiage about all the speeches and paid speeches, etc. And she tried to excuse that, but the truth is. People don't like seeing that anymore. Um, you can't be a public servant and then take speeches for like thousands of dollars, right? Like it doesn't look good. So, and it's not anything anyone else doesn't do, by the way. Plenty of people in politics do it. But again, this goes to the heart of what people don't like about politics. So the candidate herself was not that strong. Um, she made some gaffes along the, along the trail, the deplorables comment. Whether you want to talk about is it factually correct or not, um, you could make a case that it is because it really only results in like something like 30 million people if you do the math about what she's really saying, which is only 10% of the, less than 10% of the American population. And it's not unreasonable to say that, you know, less than 10% of Americans might be racist. Um, we don't know what the exact numbers are, but that's much more reasonable than, than the sort of phrasing that she had where I think she said something like half of Trump's supporters are deplorables, unredeemable. Um, so, you know, the we're going to put you out of business, coal miners out of business comment wasn't a good one, etc. So the biggest problem was her, 
okay? And I, I know that there are going to be people who don't want to hear that because they're excited for a female candidate. I understand, but the truth is she was not... She just wasn't a good candidate. She was very experienced. Had she gotten into office, she probably would have been fine as a president, but she couldn't get into office because she of her problems as a candidate and let's not talk you know she never visited michigan didn't want to deal with it you had the flint water crisis they were already upset at the obama administration for doing nothing and then she never came to visit i mean come on so that's that's one scenario there is is hillary lost partially because of her now the other reason she lost of course um is russia now with russia i don't want to get too deep in the weeds there um that's a very complicated issue the Mueller report what trump has said about the Mueller report russia all these i mean the news about this sort of problem is a mountain it's impossible to dig through in a lot of ways i'm just the only thing i want to say about russia is we know that they did some different things like hacking emails um releasing emails through WikiLeaks, um, putting propaganda out there in the media, etc. How much of, a, of an impact? I don't know. You know, we, we can talk about that. I think it had some impact, some sway. Was it enough to change the course of the election? It's difficult to say. I don't think any one thing, I think you really got to put it in a big pot and just kind of dump it out altogether, right? Um, but I think the Russians helped. Um, so enough chaos that people decided they wanted to vote for the chaos candidate. Now, the third factor here is um, it's almost impossible to win a third term as an incumbent. What I mean by that is she really was an extension of the Obama administration promising to be that. And it would have been a third term for the Democrats in the White House. And if you just look back historically, that's very difficult to do. Um, it only happens a handful of times. Obviously, FDR and Truman. Um, but those were such extraordinary circumstances that you kind of understand it in a certain degree. Um, yeah, so it's just not that Reagan and, and George H.W. Bush are the big one too, right? Uh, McKinley and and uh roosevelt maybe i guess kind of but the the problem here is is it's very hard to win a third term like that because people kind of want to bounce around one administration goes too far to the left voters will say let's reel it back a little bit they'll vote for a conservative conservatives go a little too far to the right they say okay let's loosen things up a little bit they'll vote for a democrat and usually eight years, people round up. It's a decade. It's long enough that they've had enough power. And they just naturally want to vote for someone else. That's a big part of it. Um, right? So now the fourth factor here is the electoral college system that we use. Um, obviously, that had a tremendous impact on the election. Hillary won by 3 million votes. But those votes were concentrated in a handful of states the basically the entire midwest of the country is red um a lot of those states don't have the biggest populations but they're red and they have electoral votes and what that has done is made it so that basically either side just has to win a handful of the other side's um coalition and we see that this coalition is changing 
which is causing chaos when we vote, right? So, like, North Carolina, let break this down for, think about this for a second. This is a very competitive map, right, this year. You have Maine, New Hampshire, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Arizona, Nevada, potentially Utah, um, I feel like I'm, uh, they're saying Arkansas doesn't like Trump. They may be in play. They're saying um, Missouri and Iowa are in the mix. I mean, this and this isn't because either candidate is particularly strong. It's it's the demographics of the country are changing dramatically, and it's making states competitive. I know plenty of uh, Republicans who have decided to move to blue states because th- they're a little poorer and they want more safety nets. Uh, in place for their families, very understandable. I know blue state voters who are tired of paying high taxes and they're moving to red states, also very understandable. And we're seeing this kind of mix, this coalition changing that's happening. Um, Jamie Harrison very likely could beat Lindsey Graham in the election this year. Do I expect it to happen? I would be shocked, but he's polling within reach. Um, That would be incredible. Mitch McConnell, I mean, McGrath supposedly is competitive. Do I think she'll win? No, but if McConnell only wins by a couple of points, that tells you something, right? Again, not that maybe McGrath is so strong or that McConnell is so weak. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that. I I mean, I think McConnell's weak, but he's never had a challenge that has been a problem before. So it's not like he's different from what he was 10 years ago. So... I think it speaks more to the changing landscape of the country and how people are, are, how coalitions are shifting as people migrate different places, right? So that's a big part of it. Um, the Electoral College is, is really part of why Hillary lost. The other factor here is um, Trump was an unknown quantity, you know? We didn't know what to expect from him. And a lot of people said, let's give him a chance and see what he does. Maybe he'll become presidential, right? We all know that didn't happen now. Whatever you want to say about the man, only a handful of his most staunch supporters will say he's presidential. So, again, you had a bad candidate in Hillary. You had the Electoral College. You had Russia. There's voter suppression happening, of course. We know that. There's um, the electoral electoral college, and then Trump being an unknown quantity and kind of an exciting quantity to his voters. All of that, um, and we see the result. Hillary lost, even though she won the popular vote, but it was close. I think Trump supporters forget like the loss was basically thirty thousand votes or eighty thousand votes across three states. Um, that is the smallest of hairpin victories he couldn't really afford to lose anyone in his supporters you know those 80,000 votes that's it it wasn't a big victory for Trump it was the narrowest of victories so there it wasn't like he had a lot of room for error in his presidency now the one thing he has going for him in this election is disinformation and frankly the fact that he's the incumbent, right? That's it. And um, Russia's trying again, but people are more aware of it. Voter suppression is being tried again, but people are aware of it. 
there's a lot of different things that are are not going to go in Trump's favor in this election. Not to mention, um, the Green and Libertarian parties are not going to have as many votes as last time. So all of this put together is going, you know, these factors are why Hillary lost. And it's exactly why I think Joe's going to win. So, number one, let's just break this down a little bit. Trump has the incumbency going for him, and he has disinformation going for him. There really isn't much else. Look at the polls. Biden's viewed far more favorably than Trump. Um, He also doesn't make a lot of the mistakes that Hillary does. He's much better about being nicer to older voters, whiter voters, than she is. Again, whatever you want to say about the social commentary because of that, feel free to call old white people racist. That's up to you. Um, I don't necessarily think of it that way. I just think that there's a way of, of framing things that older voters tend to think more conservatively about than younger voters. It doesn't mean that they you know, think black people are less than white people or anything, but they are naturally more conservative. Biden comes from a working class background. His family for a very long time has been working class. Hillary carries this sort of persona of power with her, right? Whereas Biden feels much different. He feels much more down to earth. Um, The big X factor, I think, the thing that really went in Trump's favor was that people didn't know him the way they knew Hillary. We know who Trump is now. And you can read all these stories, Time, New York Times, all of them. They interview former Trump supporters. Some of these people have been waiting to vote against him since like the first month of his presidency. They've been done with him for a while. That to me is is the most stunning part about some of these stories. Like Trump's been going down for three and a half years. And it's just we didn't really know because there was nothing quite strong enough that broke open all the problems he has, like the coronavirus, right? And now we know. And people have disliked him for a very long time. I don't think they're going to go, well, let's give this guy another four years. I just don't see it. Now, it's possible, but it feels rather unlikely. Not to mention that because of the pandemic, you now have older voters scared, right? Um, younger voters are upset over the economy. Um, middle class voters, middle suburban voters, right? They're upset over all the chaos. I mean, when you take the like the the economy for young people, chaos for suburban moms, and the pandemic for older voters, that seems like a lethal combination. In almost every state you can think of. The only thing that's going to keep Trump going is those the sort of base that he's accrued, right? This this diehard base. But you get the feeling that what I actually think is happening here is a reverse 2016. So if you think back to 2016, Hillary voters were very confident he was going to win. She was going to win. Trump voters were very woe is me, despairing, because they loved Trump, but they felt like the system would never allow someone like that to win. The reverse is kind of true now, where Trump voters really think they have the pulse of the nation, and they kind of don't. And 
they're trying all these weird things like, oh, this is Joe Biden's America. Why has his response to the virus been so bad? And it's like, no, actually, like, this is your America because you're president. So I think a lot of a lot of Trump supporters kind of like just assume he's going to win. And the polling just doesn't indicate that. And for everyone who's saying the polling didn't indicate that last time, it actually did. People don't didn't do enough research into what the polls were saying. They had Hillary up uh, by like two or three points nationally by the end, which is what happened. But they also showed her within the margin of error in many states leading up to the election. And people forget that. It was like plus five, but the margin of error was six, right? So it could have swung. And that's what happened. People are like, well, they gave her a 70% chance of winning. Yes, but if you just take some dice... And you roll them and you're like, how many times does it land on X? Three out of ten times is going to come up a lot more than you think, guys. Um, so for me, I think what's happening is most Biden voters don't necessarily care that much about the candidate per se. But they know that they're going to go to the polls quietly and vote for this man. And put Trump out of office. And if And for people who say, well... There's no cultural repercussions for voting for Joe like there is Trump. So, of course, Trump voters are going to be quiet. No, they're very arrogant right now. They're convinced. They're not being quiet. Look at the look at social media. Look at the news. Watch interviews with them. They're not quiet. Do you really know a lot of quiet Trump supporters? I don't. I know maybe one. Maybe. But a lot of us, man. If you think about it, if you live in certain states, let's say you live in North Carolina. If you're a rural North Carolinian and you see all these Trump signs, are you going to tell them you're voting for Biden? You're going to put a Biden sign in your yard? Probably not. It really has become a reverse 2016 where Trump has gathered his base into a cult. And Biden, Biden is more like a like a shoe in for everyone who is tired of Trump, right? So they're going to I think they're going to go to the polls and vote for him. And I think Biden's going to I really think it's possible he could win a very large electoral victory. Now we won't know, you know, I, this is not saying stay home if you feel like it. We all need to vote and send a message because if nothing else, you need to send a message in this historic time that you were there that you played a role, that you helped stop this creeping authoritarianism, authoritarianism coming across the country, like a moldy blanket. But the fear people have, the PTSD, the, the panic is insane. I just don't think Trump's going to win. If he does, I'll be shocked, you know, but I don't see it. So we can choose, you know, we can choose to panic, and I understand that. But I really think we just all have to show up, guys. I think if, if the natural coalitions show up, there's not a lot of skullduggery going on. Yeah, that's a cool word, I know. I, I really think it could be a blowout. If you just think about history, never before, candidates like Trump win sometimes. It does happen. People don't think of it this way. He's been sort of draped in history. Andrew, ja Andrew Jackson was a lot like Donald Trump, you know? Um, 
if you just read some books, you know, there's this book called American Lion. Oh, what a terrible name for someone who did what he did, but that's what it was called, American Lion, and it was a, it's a biography of Andrew Jackson. It's a really great book. Um, it's probably a little flattering towards Jackson, but still, you can learn about the man that way and realize what kind of man he was, and you realize Trump was a lot like him. There were other. There have been others. Um, Teddy Roosevelt was a lot like Trump. Now, Teddy's also a great president. He had certain things that were different, but these sort of bombastic, like not normally political people can win elections. It does happen. Um, Reagan was a movie star and had a lot of similar problems. Barry Goldwater was the nominee in the 50s or 60, whenever that was, 64, I think, 60. Um, so it's not like we haven't seen men like Trump before. We have. And they win sometimes in democracies, but they seldom, if they, if you think about the job Trump has done, right? So yeah, I, I really think that people don't have to have all these nightmares about the election. I understand, you know, I, I think about it a lot too, but ultimately I think Biden's going to win, um, and I don't think it's really going to be all that close, um, especially in the popular vote. I think the popular vote, we're really going to see something. I'll be curious to see if we win the Senate back. Um, that's a big one. Um, but I really wanted uh, to take a podcast and reassure people, you know, at pretty much everything we look at, it points to Biden winning. We've never had a president as an incumbent win re-election in this circumstance where there's a pandemic, an economic collapse, corruption, concerns over an election, um, all those various things, we've never had a president take a second term under those circumstances. So I think it's a good idea for us to assume it's not going to happen this time. Doesn't mean things are perfect. Doesn't mean it can't be close. But... I think we need to prepare ourselves for the idea that Trump can lose. Especially because what we do after Trump actually matters a lot more. We can't just vote and then think that things will be okay. Part of the problem here is people have not controlled the democracy enough. And I know we're a republic, blah, blah, blah. But freedom comes with responsibility. Um, the responsibility to ensure your freedom is kept safe. And we have not done that. We have chosen to watch TV. We have chosen to watch sports, um, to party, to do basically everything other than politics, to look away from what our government is doing. Um, and that has allowed the government to basically do whatever it wants. Most of the time, it hasn't been undemocratic, but it it's certainly been problematic at times, such as the NSA spying scandal or going into Iraq. It's time for us to actually pay attention to our government again. Not because politics should be everything about life, but because our freedom, the thing that defines our lives, it's secured in part by the government we use to distribute things like taxes, um, wealth, education, policies, climate change, all these different things that 
need a government response, our freedom is paramount in that response. We have to be able to have a government that's responsive to us. The wildfires in the West Coast are an extraordinary example of this because our government, our federal government, hasn't been that gung-ho about climate policy. We are suffering for it now. And that is, listen, I love Obama, but and he obviously is the most progressive climate policy president we've had. But I think if you ask scientists, they would say it wasn't fast enough. He didn't go far enough. There's stuff happening now that we really need to do this now. And it's not, it hasn't happened. And it doesn't really seem to matter who the president is. And that's because it's on us. We have to be able to hold people accountable. So that's my whole, my whole thing. Um, I think Biden is going to win. I think what's more important is what comes after the victory. And are we going to hold our government responsible and accountable and make them change so working class Americans of all races can have a shot at the American dream and a good life? Or are we just going to sit here and act like the last four years didn't happen and let it happen again in another four years? Because it will. If we don't do what we need to do, it will happen again. And I think we have to remember that. Trump got here because our government hasn't been responsive. Doesn't mean we chose the right guy, but it, it does mean we have to think about the reasons behind his victory. And in order to make sure this doesn't happen again, we have to be able to be more politically involved. So that would be my big thing. Don't just vote. Be politically active. Actually read news articles and figure out if they're telling the truth. Go to your local town hall. Know what your school's public education policies are. Know how your neighbors think about things and what they want out of life. Read scientific reports about climate change. Figure out what is really going on in the world and live within that reality. Sitting on our hands on Facebook isn't going to fix that. Watching sports isn't going to fix that. LeBron James, as great as he is, cannot lead this country to a new age of democracy. It's on every American citizen in this country to do that. And I think a lot of people need to remember that. It, it really honestly doesn't matter who the president is in certain circumstances. If we're going to do nothing, no, none of our leaders are going to be effective because it's people who make the leader effective, not the other way around. I have a new article up today about um, just kind of what life in 2020 is like, um, how crazy the news cycle is and everything. I kind of demonstrate that in the article. I'll be posting that. Um, 49 days until the election. Let's go vote.